0: Are we live are we rolling we are live we are live welcome ladies and gentlemen hello and welcome everyone good evening mike hello this is the tangent podcast tangents with colleen and mike What's up mike how are you how are you doing colleen <sighs> almost good how was that was that professional fresh out of the <laughs> oven
1: Mike's former high school classmate. She bit the bullet and moved from Eastern Europe to the civilized world of the United States of America. She lived on her friend's couch for half a year before becoming a nurse and a combat medic in the U.S. Army of Reserves. Now she has a DIY channel and wants to be an interior designer when she grows up.
0: Everybody, welcome. Karina.
2: hey. Oh,
0: How was that? I feel bad for shouting. That was, that was so smooth. Usually it ends up with a shouting like, whoo, everybody,
2: yeah. crazy. Yeah,
1: but we're not in the same room again. We're all in separate yeah, yeah. locations.
2: Well, thank you. I was really impressed by that introduction. Did you like it? Because the...
1: mm-hmm. you yeah. lived in the States, so you'd know that that was accurate, I guess. I don't
2: know. <laughs> yeah, in uh, the United States of Reserves. <laughs> Did I say States that?
1: Reserve. U.S. Army Reserve. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's it's cool. You got it. I'm I'm there.
1: U.S. <laughs> uh, Army Reserves.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> how are you doing? How is uh, everything?
2: I'm doing fine. Just uh, enjoying my my new dog that I I love so much. I never had a dog before. I know this is not the topic that I should start with, but um,
0: there is pretty... no topic. That you... Have you seen the name of this podcast? Have you ever heard an episode? Yes. <laughs> okay. So <Yeah>. how? <laughs> since when do you have the dog
2: he turned six months a couple days ago that dog's
1: not six months for, for people out there who can't see that is a huge dog
2: he is about 30 pounds now and uh he's the biggest love bug Aww. and uh he started eating toilet paper so i can't have toilet paper out anymore so i don't know if that's which normal, in the u.s is a huge problem him. isn't it <laughs> I actually uh, saw somebody that I went to nursing school uh, with he posted on Facebook that he started using clots so he has a like a bidet or something like oh, that. okay. and then he has little towels that he uses and then he puts them in a trash can trash bin whatever and then washes them so he doesn't oh. buy toilet paper at all
0: wow so, that's saving money yeah. and the environment I mean, I mean, yeah. it's
2: almost one dollar per toilet paper roll. I mean, yeah, no, right. Like in,
0: in, in this years, how how could why is not the stocks for bidays just skyrocketing? <laughs> Wait, did, did
2: toilet
1: paper become more expensive since the pandemic? Um, they got more expensive. I believe we're talking about toilet paper.
2: We had a hard time finding toilet paper, but I was actually gone up north with the army when they couldn't find toilet paper, and you know the army had toilet paper, so oh, I right. didn't have that issue. We were up um, north,
1: in. In the trenches. What's it called? What's it called in Game of Thrones? Winterhold, Uh, White Run. I'm just. These are all from uh, Skyrim. Winterfell. 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 We were all in Winterfell when the pandemic hit.
2: (laughs) Well, no, we went there after the pandemic hit, just to help out. It was pretty bad up north, but um.
1: What's up north? So you're you're New Jersey.
2: New Jersey's up north. (laughs) I'm in South Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. it's not the most south you can go, it can get a little bit confusing.
1: You, what's there's like I, Florida I got, beneath you, right?
2: Georgia and then Florida, yeah. Oh, okay. I had a teacher
1: from Georgia. And also and the where, devil in, went in, down to Georgia. In England? In England? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was from Georgia. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, there are some Americans like that that just are like, oh, we don't like here here anymore. And they just go away.
1: Well, he I never understood
2: there. it. I, I tried my whole life to, you know, come here and stay here. Well, yeah, exactly. Because so. they
1: lived in the U.S. and they want to go somewhere else. Just like you lived in Eastern Europe and you went to the U.S.
2: You can't compare. It's not the same yeah, thing. You there can't... are
0: some objective reasons why you would leave
2: <laughs> yeah, Eastern like...
0: Europe. Yeah.
2: Yeah not just eastern europe i feel like i mean every country has its ups and downs but i can't imagine being here and wanting to go someplace else for a better life like i don't know i mean there's a lot of messed up stuff happening but But like the freedom i never (laughs) no when i was little my mom would come home and she would say you know um it was a bad day at work blah 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 like her boss would like not be behaving right or like help her out in certain situations and here like the employer has always been on my side you know like if i ever had anything happen at work like i don't know if you're a hard worker and and you just want to make things happen you can you know that's that's my thing i feel like you see a lot of hard-working people struggling in romania and yeah. it's it's not the same thing you know i don't know
1: yeah it depends on the type of job but i get like if we're talking if we're not some like talking like white collar jobs then yeah yeah definitely uh that's probably a huge difference here because
0: blue collar workers are treated like shit
2: and even also like white
0: co- also white collar workers it depends a yeah. lot on on who you work for yeah. yeah yeah but
1: generally like i don't know desk clerks and then the salespeople and i don't know the lady at the counter at your supermarket they're they're not paid very well
2: you mean here or there
1: well here here I don't know uh, about there. Yeah. I'm talking about Romania.
2: No, I mean my mom had a good job, you know, and it, it just so wasn't. It, some things weren't right, you know. So here, if something, I don't want to. I don't want to generalize, but to me, if something happened and it wasn't right, there was a way to make it right, you know. It might mm. have something to do with the fact that I'm white. I don't know. I can't talk for, like, all Americans and all immigrants, you know. But but to me. I saw the difference from going up home and my parents like just listening whenever I was little, whatever they were talking about from work. And then my working experience here, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I made minimum wage when I came here. I actually made a little bit less than minimum wage. So I had four jobs, you know, well, it was, it was just, holy
1: shit. I was going to say, what was your first job? But what jobs. were your first four jobs?
2: I uh, painted houses. That's how I started here. And then I cleaned beach houses and then I started tutoring at school and then I found an elderly couple that I painted their house for them. And then they needed somebody to just come and clean and then, like, take them to the doctor or whatever. And wow. without them, I ne- never would have made it here. Cause I mean, the lady was schizophrenic and she was bipolar and had a lot of issues. So some days I would go and she'd be like, You're the daughter I never have. And oh here's a $100, you know? And then the next day I would go over and she'd be like, You stole my pills. I'm going to call the cops. I don't You're ever want to see bad. you again. You're and an then, elderly. <gasps> yeah. Oh my and the next goodness. day. I would have to chase her with my car and she would be like, I'm going to go kill myself and I'll have to like go after her. Wow. But in all in all, like I was really lucky to meet them, you know, when she had good days, she was like really nice. And yeah, she helped me. She helped me make it. I don't think I would have. So Jesus, yeah. man,
0: that and introduction then, I... we just made was so bad. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> we just accused you for staying on a couch for half a year. And you, in the meantime, you have four jobs. Oh, well,
2: yeah, I had the jobs back then too, but it it was hard. I had the the jobs when, because there's certain work permits and stuff that you have to ask for. So, I asked for a one year work permit, and by the time the work permit got to me, I only had seven months of that year left. But I had to pay more than my rent to apply to get that work permit. You Jesus. know, was, yeah. But I ended up working at Starbucks for those seven months, and that was, I think, my favorite job, to be honest. Really? I don't know. And, I don't know anything about coffee. Don't ever ask me. I don't like coffee. I just like the environment and the people and just making drinks fast. And, like, the worst thing that you can do is, like, mess up a drink. You just toss it out and make a new one, you know. As compared to, like, nursing and being a combat medic, you know, that's, that's like, serious repercussions there. Yeah, you know? I can see but a clear guess, difference. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I really like it. I'm thinking about going back sometimes, but it's, like, close to minimum wage. I don't think that can pay any bills, so i'm as not trying comb- to
0: go back as a, no, comb- as a, medic a- or as a star- starbucks barista star
2: starbucks okay because no, i i love this so much you know it's just like so and there's music and it's just like the positivity environment and they give you health benefits they pay for your bachelor's with no commitment like starbucks what? is a great company too yeah mm-hmm.
0: Holy you just shit.
2: have to work there while you get your bachelors and there's like only certain schools that you can get it from no wonder but so many ha-
1: students are working at starbucks wow how is the,
2: how is that not a great thing you know like that's that's hmm. the perfect job so yeah
1: do you need to have like a some kind of a hardcore commitment to them Is it <clears throat> no, like that's while you're studying
2: no because i think like, you I have to work it... at least 20 hours to get benefits, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It's been like five or six years, and I never qualify for it because I was on a visa when that was happening. It's for like residents and citizens only. So mm. that was my whole issue the whole time. Like yeah, being a dirty immigrant. <laughs> yeah, I had like almost a 4.0 GPA, but I couldn't qualify for any any scholarships because they were all for residents and. Uh,
0: mm. You and were born in citizens. the wrong place. Wrong place, I, wrong time.
2: That's that's what I say a lot, but <laughs> I don't really. I think it's more because I feel, I don't want to, I don't know how to say this. I thought about it a lot. I really love reggaeton music and I love Spanish music and I love that culture, you know. So I always feel like I should have been born in like the Dominican or like Puerto Rico or like somewhere like, I don't know, someplace else. Not Romania and not the States, just somewhere where it's always warm and there's tall palm trees (laughs) and everybody's like dancing and you just feel that, you know. 'Cause I I've I've been I've had a lot of Dominican friends and I've been to the Dominican and they're just so free and the way they dance and the way that they live and feel like I don't know, like I feel like I can't put myself out there like that, but I wish I could and I just feel it in me. It's just like I still have right. like a white person's inhibitions, I guess, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you do that so... white people
1: thing when you like acknowledge someone else's existence with the like the 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 the, the, non- the, the, the like the small nod of like
2: mm. <laughs> um <laughs> actually in america when you're driving even if you don't know people like you either nod at them or wave at them that's like really well, like it,
1: it's it's, random people
2: yeah especially like if they let what? you so here when, when my dad came here you know how in romania like if you have an intersection like that's a cross right yeah you yeah. have stop, stop signs in all of them it's yeah. like the one that's on the right goes right uh, so you yeah let if, them. yeah, if there are no if some, there are no other
1: right. signs then usually it's the right takes priority
2: well, in America it's the one that got there first, oh. so it doesn't matter if they're on your right or on your left, it's whoever got there first sometimes that person doesn't really like stop completely or let you go or whatever. <laughs> But, usually, everybody's colliding, you know, whoever, you just go in the order that you arrived there, so hmm. if if I let some, if we got there at the same time, and you let the other person go, you just, like, wave at them, like, nod at them. Oh, we have that going.
1: here when you, like, <clears throat> let someone go ahead of you or something like that, it's always, like, we do the the signaling thing, uh, uh, or we just, that, kind of, like, wave at them over the to, over to steering wheel. Yeah,
2: that's just an example, though, like, you do that, like, a lot. I don't, I can... I don't know. I feel like it's more often here than there. and no, don't How much know did you, you drive
1: were... when you were here?
2: I barely drove there because I failed the driver's exam twice. No, I failed <laughs> it the first time. I got it the second time. And like three weeks later, I left. And then I was here for probably six, six months. And I went back and I probably... <laughs> i i can't back with my any car so i tried to back with a car once and you know those streets are so tiny and i was like nope i can't drive here so i didn't yeah. and then yeah um the next time was like seven years later and Jeez. i drove in a big big pothole and well, over I got a here tire yeah it was wow. so yeah it was the only That's... one on the road but i got it like straight head-on Welcome uh, to Romania. I had a a super, super small car, my mom's car, and I got a flat tire like my first week there. And my dad kind of didn't want to, wanted me to drive again. So, you know, I didn't drive that much there because I find it extremely complicated. Because here everything's like so open, like you have so many lanes, like you barely have any like one way streets or whatnot. It's just better. It's better.
0: Wow. (laughs) Sounds more American. Built on the just. blood of Indians. <laughs> well, that got political very fast. I was just well, trying to say it's easy.
1: Uh, see, you know, everybody easy to drive. My train of thought was, well, yeah, of course it's better. It's newer. And then I was like, why is it newer? Oh, it's because it's built on dead Indian graveyards and shit. That's why it's newer. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that,
2: you know. That's what it is. I can't change the past, you know. Yeah. I'm just here. It's yeah. not I'm even your my...
0: to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I was just curious. So like so okay, so the 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 roads and everything are are better over there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't want to jinx myself, but I've never in my what now almost no, 10 and a half year, years, I guess, of having a driver's license, I've never once gotten a flat tire or had you any just, yeah, accidents or anything. Tune in I'm next week sure when Mike do. tells us how he fixed his first... <laughs> yes! I, expe- I, I, I have that kind of luck.
2: That's good. Yeah, happen. never say never. Never... Mm, okay. M- make make sure you have a fair wheel. Mm-hmm. It's I gonna do. happen now, I'm sorry.
1: I need to change my tires, though. I need to change them. Just, the, the just wait
0: until you get a flat one. Well,
1: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Might as well at this point. So what's, what's South Carolina like? I'm really curious. you you mentioned the the dominican republic or whatever and it's warm and hot and shit and like south carolina's close it has like an opening to the beach and you are close to the beach right so how is that compared
2: so i live four miles away from the beach and the first year that i came here i only brought shorts and skirts and dresses and all that and i came in october and i was so cold like i cannot explain so i had to buy a whole new wardrobe for like i was just visiting it. i didn't have any concrete plans to stay or come back or whatever um so in the winter it gets like to zero degrees celsius 32 fahrenheit but it doesn't really snow like i feel like three years after coming here we had a snow day wow which means that it was really cold and there were like three snowflakes that fell from the sky <laughs> and we didn't go to school look mom for, like, three... we found them yeah it was but we're not ready we don't have anything like when the roads freeze or something we we just you know everybody can getting in like car accidents and yeah really okay
0: so it's not only romanian authorities that are never prepared for yeah, winter
2: exactly.
0: well you'd be
1: surprised <laughs> yeah, but, how more prepared we are in some sense but, in some places i mean we
0: should be we we know we have winter like yeah, we, we should expect no each year yeah, th- that, sorry go ahead
2: no, that's the thing. I mean, I think this happens once every 20, 30 years. Like, you can't, you know, why would you invest in, like, salt trucks or whatever yeah. else they need for some, you know. But in Romania, I mean, that's, you know. Have I no ever excuse. told you about
1: about London and how the one unifying thing that everyone knows about the UK is that it rains and how fucking unprepared they are for rain in the, in the tube system, which they have the first one in the world since... The 1800s or whatever, they are not I, prepared for rain.
2: <laughs> I wasn't. I was like, "How do you get prepared for rain?" I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I never prepared for rain. No, it's like an umbrella. Guess.
1: Yeah, like the the the, <laughs> t- the the metro or tube stations. You know, you know, flooded. it's gonna fucking rain. It's London. It's England. It's gonna rain, mm-hmm. and they get flooded a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every few weeks, when there's a slightly heavier rain, they're flo- like some of the. S- the stations have to close and it's all you can see it flooding or pools of water inside the tube stations and shit they're not prepared for rain
2: that makes no sense i, know. I did not expect that I just, yeah well I
1: you learned something today so what are the summers like if the winters are, are sort of mild
2: really hot i mean it gets okay. up to the high 90s so i have this thing you know because i grew in romania i grew up in romania and i know celsius right so here everything's in in fahrenheit my ac in my house is in fahrenheit and i know 73 is what i like to keep it on right (laughs) but i have no idea what that means okay (laughs) so i have the temperature on my phone in celsius but if anybody asks me you know what or they tell me oh it's gonna be in the high 80s today i'm like okay i assume that's hot (laughs) because it's like up there but i'm not completely sure but that's the one thing that's certain it gets hot okay so i can't w- explain what how was hot. it
1: 73 was it the temperature do you like to keep it at
2: in my house yeah. 73
1: so that's 22.778 celsius
2: yeah which huh. is way higher than a lot of like usually, okay so what's
1: 90 oh. if you have a calculator over there oh, hold on let's see what's <laughs> the high 22 for room temperature is not that hot i mean not to be sexist but i know a lot of women who preferred way over 23.
2: Oh, not in in America. Everybody keeps their house at like 60 tops, like 68, 69. When I go to visit anybody, I got to bring socks, like an extra sweatshirt. Like I just, I'm going to be freezing no matter where I go. The same thing in school. In the middle of winter, I told you it gets to 30 degrees. People would be wearing jeans and flip-flops or like, yeah. And I'm like, how how why are
1: used to it is it windy no, like, it should be windy shouldn't it because you're close to the sea the ocean it should be.
2: Well, no it, it gets windy sometimes
1: so 90 yeah. fahrenheit is 32 and what was 90 was that the highest or something that you get
2: no no it's usually gets. It, it stays around high 80s 90s but it can get hotter than that all
0: right because that's not... 32 so that's that's what we get over here as well that's like a normal summer day yeah, yeah
2: yeah they get that
0: they get that thing where it's one season in the morning another season in midday and then by the evening you have to bring a jacket out yeah do you have mm-hmm. that they get that s- thing yeah
2: wow yeah but the thing is you said it's the same as over there but there it's dry here's mm. the ocean so it's so humid when you go outside you just feel like dying but four miles from the beach though you know so i'll just go to the yeah, beach
1: exactly yeah, I knew yeah. that from 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 Game Grumps, from Aaron because one of the, some guys on YouTube, one of them's from Florida, and he hated he hated his whole childhood because he hates the like the hot humid air. Uh, now he's in California and it's a lot better apparently. But that's hated. a very
0: specific thing to hate as a kid.
1: Well, I mean, if if it's always hot and you're always sweaty, then it's kind of gross, I guess. I don't know. That was my that's childhood, true. but I never moved to a different country because of it. Yeah, true. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but when you're a famous YouTuber and you can do whatever you want, I mean, living in L.A.
1: Why should yeah. you, unless you're Joe Rogan and you move to fucking Texas?
2: I would never want to live in California. I thought I did. I went to visit L.A. and San Diego, and
1: is it because it California n- does not know how to party?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, joke? it's because the smell of pot. And I know I have an unpopular oh. opinion of it. But I really don't care what anybody does. Like, you do whatever you want as long as it doesn't affect me. But when I go and it smells like chicken poop everywhere, like that is (laughs) just... And Here, I was
0: thinking the problem was high taxes and high prices and everything. And then here we go, it's just the smell. Uh, I
1: kind of of expected her not to like it and that to be the reason, not
0: something political. Yeah, I would never expect it to be that bad of a smell, like you have to smell over the city.
2: It just depends you know what type of strand or I don't know anything about pot but that's what I've been told but literally every single like homeless person that I walked past over there like they were smelling you know I I went to a lot all the beaches in San Diego that was like on my bucket thing bucket bucket list list, thing to do so so yeah it's just it was so bad everywhere but Sunset Beach though I mean the houses there are in the millions of dollars. I don't oh, I'll get my own air filtration system or something. But if you have a house there, it's um it's a cliff and it's basically where the land ends and you just see the ocean forever and the sunsets there, like Ooh. just the best thing I ever saw. It's just wow. so pretty. So yeah, that was I was like maybe one day, you know, I'll get a house there, but I doubt That's it. That's a good there.
0: enough reason to be a millionaire as any. Mm, yeah. That's when you become a, a the biggest DIY uh, YouTube influencer.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the dream, you know. But I, I mean, you. Florida. I don't need a cliff, you know. Florida, I really, I really like Florida. Taxes are cheaper. They still have the good weather, but Florida might not exist for a very long time anymore. So we'll don't see. don't they
1: get constantly bombarded by hurricanes and also mm-hmm. flooding or something?
2: That's what I said. It might not exist for that much longer.
1: But isn't that yeah. isn't that what they said in like the I, obviously you, you moved there only like a bunch of years ago but i know from tv and from like the internet wasn't that the thing that they said in like the what 70s and 80s that california is going to be underwater in like 10 20 years and it's still there
2: it just depends you know because they have like certain t- like technology that they can make the water and you know like dams and stuff i don't know anything about it my Damn. uncle is like uh, a professor with I don't know, weather stuff. I don't even know. I know his main thing is ichthyology, which apparently is the study of fish, like where they migrate and all that. So that okay. has to do with the environment. And he was saying that the waters are rising and they have predictions over like a certain amount of time. So mm. maybe not in my lifetime. I'm not an expert whatsoever. Well, I mean, but... you still
1: got a good 50 years ahead of you.
2: <laughs> maybe, hopefully. But um, yeah, that's what he, he was saying about Florida and New York because there's certain mm. parts where the water's rising at a certain alarming rate or whatever they're now, gonna be america's it, venice yeah but in 50 years we might have the technology to prevent that you know or i don't I yeah don't, fair know, enough i don't know that's, so it's
0: a good point yeah. i mean now it's between technology and saving the whole land and culture
2: <laughs> it <laughs>
0: because it becomes the american venice that would be culture
2: that's true hmm But there's also millions of people living in New York, so I don't know where they would all go for culture. New York's huge, but we get hurricanes too in South Carolina. Every two or three years, we get them, and you know, depending which area in my city you live in, um, you have to evacuate. And now I just move closer to the beach, so that means if it happens, there's going to be like a state mandated order to evacuate. That being said, not everybody leaves, you know. But that's your own thing. And if the water comes and gets you, that's you know. your own responsibility damn
0: so build it yeah. how is it how is everybody dealing with this so if it if it came to down to it and you had to evacuate how much would you have to go out for and where would you go
2: so a lot of people like <laughs> let me tell you a story <laughs> i had these two I roommates
0: love <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were from chicago and they just moved here right for school in like september and then like october november ish is when we get hurricanes So they are here very recently, right, when we got a really big one, and we have had evacuation orders and all that. And they got hotels for one night in Columbia, South Carolina, which is about, like, three hours away from the coast, right? But every single person went to Columbia, to Atlanta. They went, like, North Carolina, more inland, you know. So they only had the one night. And obviously, whoever was smarter knew that, you know, you need to have more than that, and then they booked their room so they couldn't extend it. And they were just there in, in Columbia, South Carolina, stranded. So they tried to drive back home with all the roads flo- <laughs> flooded. Holy and a, a, a two hour and a half, three hour drive took them 10 hours. And they had to, uh, they, they drove through like flooded roads with like little cars, like sedan uh, cars. So they effed up their cars, and I just stayed home with my guinea pig, and <laughs> we didn't have electricity for like 24 hours, and we had curfews and stuff. But holy shit, you know, well, where were you? I was. I was. I stayed home at the apartment. I didn't leave. Your brave stole. I had. I had a. I had a companion. We we're just there, and every single time there's a hurricane, you're gonna buy snack food and water and all that, and you're gonna eat everything before the hurricane comes. Like that's a given. There's no no way around it so it's
1: technically it's better if you're a pothead because you know you're you're already in the home and with nothing to do and with a lot of snacks so might as well
2: <laughs> i guess i guess i don't know how much water they have usually there's oh, no water man. when the hurricane comes
1: oh
0: just, yeah just put a pot out of the window when you have water
2: <laughs> not it... if the wind t- we have strong winds not if you know the wind would take it but is the it's, hurricane it's water good. salty or
1: sweet Or not salty, I mean.
2: I have no idea. (laughs) Hmm. You have never
0: drank the
1: hurricane. It comes from the ocean, so you'd think it's salty, but then it comes from the sky as well, so it's probably not.
2: (laughs) Well, the thing is, we have the waterway, and that's our issue, you know? Like, so many miles inland, there's the waterway. So then there's a lot of rains coming and winds and all that from the ocean. So the first few blocks of the beach, they flood. And then the waterway gets flooded and it just overpours everywhere. So if you're Mm -hmm. in that path, but I so happened for that hurricane to be kind of in the middle. I was in an apartment building. There were no tall trees around. So I was like, I don't don't see a reason to leave, you know, like the trees can fall on your car and stuff like that. So that's one of the reasons why I cut all the trees around my house. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: a good
1: point. This is the first time I see a use for like cutting the trees around your house because I'm always like, you should let them. them. Yeah, just let them grow. It's shade. It's nice. It stops the wind. But then now you make this point of like, yeah, it doesn't fall on your car. But we don't have hurricanes here, so. Mm,
2: Yeah, and the guy that did cut them, he said a lot of them were like dead, like because you can't tell. I mean, I'm not a tree. I'm not an expert in a lot of things. Okay.
0: I hug a lot of trees.
2: (laughs) But yeah, he said that they were starting to die on the inside. So to, yeah, to me thing. they look like good trees. They were like healthy, but I don't yeah. know how to tell but how much longer a tree has to live, you know. Last time yeah. I
1: hugged a tree was 1954. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made me feel a little bit less bad for cutting trees. Because as you said, you usually want to keep them. So. Yeah.
1: What's the difference between uh North Carolina and South Carolina?
2: <laughs> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> why are there two of them?
1: It's like, um, I feel like that, you know, that lady in that <laughs> vine or that meme with like, is America, explain, explain. Why is this called Kansas and this called Arkansas? Why is it not called Arkansas? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of things don't make sense. Like, I don't know if I ever told you the story when I asked for the rubber in biology uh, class. Oh, you did tell me, but yeah. tell it
1: to everyone else.
2: So we in Romania learn british english right so a rubber okay. you you erase stuff that you write with the pencil right because it's, it's made out of, of fucking rubber there, wait
0: hold, hold, hold up i've never in my life called it a rubber it was the eraser it was always an eraser but you know it. it's a rubber i would i would infer that it, that what it is but it, we never call it rubber
2: i've always called it rubber so i rubber. also knew the word eraser but i was in biology class and i don't know I was just like can i have the rubber And in America, a rubber is a condom.
1: Is a magnum XL.
2: Everybody made fun of me. But um Oh my god, did you become the rubber girl? No, I did not because I went to school with grown ups. So damn it. No bullying. Sorry. um i was blister girl in basic training but that's a different story blister um, girl
0: <laughs> we want to hear that yes. story after oh we're going there i want to oh, know yeah. how, we're, how, <laughs> how this everything everything we just talked about ends up in the military yeah but finish the rubber um, story
2: okay so yeah that i finished the rubber story it just laughed at me um but north carolina south carolina they talk completely driven when i came here first the first time I went to Laurens, South Carolina, which is the smallest, like little, it's not a city, you know, it's just a, a thing. It's just like a, little, a few streets with a few lights. So uh, a lot of people live around the city limits. So I was like in the middle of nowhere. I don't even know where my story's going. Oh, I went to the, to the store to buy milk and the dude said something to me. I have no idea. He was like a tall, skinny man. You know how you see them in the movies, like the hillbillies. And he kept saying things to me, and I did not understand <laughs> one thing. things. So, I mean, I'm not. He sure threw
1: words said, at but, me uh, in my general direction.
2: So I was just like, "Can you please take my money so I can take the milk so I can live?" And I was like, "Thank you." I was like, "I don't know what you're saying." I I did not understand the thing. So in time, I started to understand, you know, you know, and now I'm like, "Y'all" and all of that. Like I'm I'm from South Carolina, you know. Right. but I, w- I went and i had a nursing job in north carolina and one of my patients said can i have some water sugar so i brought the water sugar,
0: sugar. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <Because> oh no
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was very <laughs> confused i was like do you, do you want the water to be hot because i thought maybe she had like tea pockets and she's trying to like make a tea or something and she's like no i just want water so I was like, okay, so I brought her water sugar. She's like, no, you're the sugar. And I was like, oh. ooh,
0: hey, what's <laughs> up? sugar to my water.
2: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> no, well, in South Carolina, it's sweetheart, honey, stuff like that. I feel like North Carolina is more like sugar and other words that I can't think of right now. But yeah, they all have different. I mean, we're I'm right at the border with North Carolina, and we, mm. you know, you can definitely tell that that it's different.
0: You're not around these parts, sugar. <laughs>
2: yes yeah they always ask they always ask where i'm from and everybody knows somebody from romania it doesn't matter who you talk to it's like i'm from romania it's like
0: celebrity or like an acquaintance
2: no like oh my my math professor was from math and uh chemistry professors are always from romania that's what i learned
0: math and And, chemistry
2: Sometimes they had, I mean, I had a chemistry professor from Romania, so what are the chances? And I did meet a math professor from Romania too. And then I met a nephrologist from Romania. Usually Romanians who are like here, they're usually some, like they went to school a lot. They're like pretty smart, you know, they just, Mm. yeah. But everybody knows somebody they went to high school with that was from Romania. They met, like here we have J1 students. So they just come for three months and it's they work G1. at like mcdonald's or something so hey if you want to go back to school to get another degree and you want to come to america three months in the summer
1: there you go hmm.
2: maybe after covid but you got the vaccine today so i guess i, I think God, they would let you come
1: i did i hate it i am I am very tired. I I know how our fans know that we always start off the episode with like, oh, how you doing? Kalina? Oh, I'm really tired. You yeah, me too. But I am fuck I've slept twice today especially and especially tired. And I feel like I slept nothing at all. I feel like I'd sleep forever. And my arm hurts. And I'm just I just like it's weird because my brain feels fine. It's just my body's like, dude, what the fuck have you been doing? Go to bed. And I'm like, I don't know. I need to work.
2: So why did you decide to get
1: it? I don't know. Peer pressure. Everyone else got it. And I
0: thought, I don't know. He's afraid. He was afraid of COVID even even before COVID was an actual thing. Yeah. I knew. I just didn't tell. I didn't share with the world. (laughs) Um,
1: The thing is, I avoided for a long time. Avoided for a long time. It's like, I just, I didn't think about doing it for a while when everyone else was like, oh, we need to take a vaccine. Because I was like, I need a good reason to to have it. Because, like, I don't go out to places. I don't expose myself to, like, places where you could get it or whatever. I don't put myself in those situations. So I felt like, well, why am I getting it? I need to have, like, a reason. Because this shit only lasts for, like, three months. And then you have to get another one. So, like, what the fuck is the point? I might as well have to do it if I, like, need to travel or something. But then everyone in my team at work sort of got it. And they're like, oh, you know, maybe we'll... The more of us that have it at work, we'll probably be able to go back and sort of socialize with each other more. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, summer's coming, and I'll I'll do it. Might as well. We can, I don't know. And my girlfriend did Astrazeneca, and she felt horrible. And I was
0: like, I want to do Pfizer and see who dies first.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I know it? the inside of that. I just want to say that that's such an unfair bet. <laughs> that's
2: that's unfair
0: she bet. had she di- she did the
1: first shot and she had a fever and like cold sweats and shit for like five days and she was like some some i don't know medium level painkillers <laughs> whereas i'm just like oh my arm hurts a little bit and i'm, I'm fine
0: <laughs> i'm a bit tired
1: yeah well so far it's only the first day
2: our- um i thought after zeneca only has one shot
1: no, they have. They still have two, but the, the time between them is longer, like a month and a half, I think. Oh. Whereas for Pfizer and Moderna, it's like
0: 20-something days.
2: Really what about like you, Kalina? Day. Are you getting in?
0: I haven't already. Initially, I started as quite skeptical. I was. I had a position of, let's see how everybody that does it feels first. I yeah. know I'm like less skeptical, but I'm just lazy. So my main problem to get the vaccine is that I'm lazy. And to my, in my defense, uh, this week I'm leaving for holiday for two weeks, so it made no sense. That's not in your fucking defense, you
1: asshole. I'm not going anywhere and I'm end- getting the vaccine, whereas you're going to fucking Egypt for three weeks and you're like, nah, I'm not going to do the vaccine, you fucking asshole.
0: I didn't have the chance to do the vaccine after I found out when I was going. There wasn't enough after. time to get the both shots, so that that's what I'm saying, it didn't make sense. Maybe when I come back, maybe, I don't know.
2: You don't need a defense. You don't have to say it like that. I feel like it's everybody's choice yeah. if you take it or not. You don't have to be on one side or another. What Even about? though you technically are because you're like either <laughs> vaccinated or you're not. But I mean, yeah, I just sure. I feel like it's everybody's choice, you know? I mean, there's it's a it's a different situation that we never thought we would be in, you know. Yeah. So Yeah. It
0: is. And honestly, I would do it, but you know what's the bottom line problem I have with it? That I know I'm going to do it right now just because of Peer pressure, let's say, that would be the one thing that would push me uh, forward. But after three months, if everything just calms down with all the restrictions, and everything, I'll never go for a second vaccine.
2: Well, let me let me go go back and be your mom, right? It's like if your friend uh, throw, throws themselves off the bridge, you're gonna you're gonna jump too, you know.
1: What if
0: my friends have a good reason to jump off of the bridge?
1: I love the argument there's of never... like, mom, I am a leader, not a follower. I made them jump <laughs> off the bridge.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think there's ever a good reason to jump off the bridge unless you're doing like bungee jumping or oh, something. What
0: if the bridge is like... on fire? I mm. happen. Uh, what if it's no, a bridge no. over
1: no water and it's on fire, and you're jumping on for rocks? <laughs> Or well, usually
2: something. bridges are pretty tall and then you can break your ribs and that would hurt more but yeah. also dying by fire that would hurt too so I don't know maybe that's the one, one time you want to jump off the bridge I guess
1: but if the bridge is not like broken or something it's just on fire you could you'd have more chances of surviving if you run through the fire than if you jump off of it and you, I mean you know you will have 100% chances of dying especially if there's no water beneath you
2: what was the rule? Do you like die if you're a witch and you and they burn you and Oh, you, if you and if you drown
0: you're not a witch.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that was on if they burn you stupid. you you died. There was no coming yeah. out of it.
2: Oh, that was the thing. Okay. Yeah, it's stupid. I was like why, like you, why did they burn them? <laughs> I was like
0: you clo- wait, wasn't where's, where's Salem,
1: isn't that is, is that North Carolina or South Carolina? It's somewhere there. So there
2: so, there's Winston-Salem, which is not the same as Salem. Oh. And I, I don't know where the Salem with the witches it is. It's Sorry a, to say that. Let's, let's, let's Google it. Yeah, let's no, let's... no, I'm going to close it. the tab if I do that. No, too. don't. I'll okay. do it. I'll
0: do it. <laughs> so, so, you, you produce, and I'm going to just say this, Uh, because you asked why they were burning them. Allegedly, I've heard the story oh. that this is the church's way of just purifying th- things. I yeah. think it was somewhere said in the Bible that fire would purify whatever that it, it touches. Yeah, Salem's in Boston, Massachusetts, don't mind me. And it's also burning somebody. I think I've heard that it's probably the worst way to die, at least one of the worst ways you could die, as in how painful it is. Mm
1: -hmm. Allegedly,
0: your eyeballs melt before you die.
2: Oh, that's great.
0: It goes that bad.
2: Why do you know things like these?
0: Why do you not? (laughs) Yeah, why don't you?
2: (laughs) <laughs> I mean I, I watch stuff,
0: you should you've I been in the I'm military <laughs> you should have seen people burn down you should know you were closer to these things
2: uh, no I have not seen anybody burn yet yet
0: oh. but here's hoping May- <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know, next season
2: like, <laughs> no it, it's a thing I was talking to a friend who's a combat medic and it says yeah it's it, 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 it's exciting when you get to do your job right combat medic that sounds cool and then you go and save lives but A lot of those times that you have to act as a combat medic it's on your battle buddy it's on your friend it's on Mm -hmm. somebody that's close to you so you never want to be put in the position where you have to use your skills you know now that being said we also we treat combat medics treat everybody so if you're from the enemy or whatever it doesn't matter like you'll treat everybody but a lot of the times when you have to do it you have to treat your battle buddies and I don't want to do that. Not that I don't okay. want to help them. I just don't want to be put in the position. In that situation, have
0: to. yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's use this to segue. How did you end up being a combat medic? Yeah, that was. Amazing. How does one take this decision?
2: Um. So when I first came to America, I came to visit one of my uncles, and he's in the army. And I went to Fort Drum in New York, and everybody there was in the uniform, and it was just so cool. It was like they seemed. Like you just love
0: yourself or... a man in a uniform. <laughs>
2: Sorry, yeah, I, had I to. mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, don't you think that women in uniform are hotter?
0: Uh, I never actually. I prefer
2: mine naked,
1: but sure, for the sake of argument.
2: Yeah, but it's pretty badass, a a woman in uniform. Like, I don't know. Anyways, so I went up north and it was my first Thanksgiving in the States. It was my first time in the United States. I was, I I talked to my mom like five times a day. I'm really close to my family. So I had no family. Well, I met they were family, but I just met them. It's a long story with that, too. So I was there, never experienced Thanksgiving before because it's not a Romanian holiday. And everybody down that street came over and it was like a big family. Like they just were co-workers who happened to live on the same street.
0: That's nice. But it was just
2: like that feeling that everybody has your back and you're just like not alone and. You know, it's just, it was, it was awesome. So let's get together and
1: celebrate how we shared our food with other cultures and then killed them (laughs) making it political again. Sorry.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, the reason why the holiday is happening is one thing and then how we celebrate it now. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a time of joy, you know? So, um, it was a very good first Thanksgiving. And then I found out that they pay for your school. They give you health insurance, like, you know, a lot of the times you get to go to cool places. A lot of the times you might end up at Fort Polk, and it's the most horrible place that you have ever been in your life. I haven't been. I hopefully never will go. But I heard it's the worst. So, yeah, that's one of the main reasons why I'm not going active duty. Because with my luck, I will end up there for three years in the middle of nowhere in the swamps in Louisiana. And that's not for me, you know. So but how do you
1: decide? Like, I'm curious. How do you decide? What, what... job? Well, that's one question, but the other one's: How do you decide to be sort of deployed or whatever within the country, or like in actual—I don't know—wherever you're, y'all fighting wars.
2: Mm-hmm. So I, I love the army because that's what I was exposed to. But I did talk to every single branch, and because the the time that I talked to them, I wasn't a citizen. Um, a lot of them didn't accept. Like the Air Force is very selective, you know. So that's how I ended up with the army, and then I had multiple contracts. It was again the fact that I'm foreign. Um, But you take this test, it's called the ASVAP, and then you get a certain grade on it. And according to that grade, it tells you the skills that you have. So there are questions about mechanics and electrical work and math and English. And there was everything. And then at the end, it tells you like, there's like nine categories. And then not only you get the grade for the whole test, but you get the grade for the categories. And what doesn't make sense to me is that the whole test, the highest grade is 99. But the for, for the categories, the highest grade is like 141 or something like that. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how that works. But either way, they look at that and they tell you which job would be good for you or you would be a good fit for. And then it's still your choice which job you choose. But they tell you, you know, what jobs are available and what jobs they think you would do good in. And a lot of the times people who join are just out of high school, you know, and then at the end of the day, mostly guys will go infantry and they'll just blow shit up and just shoot things, you know. But you can come out with a real job out of there and you have training, it translates into college credits. A lot of the jobs, if they have um, shortages, you get. You can get up to, I think the lowest bonus that I saw was 3000 and the highest was 36000 Damn. So you just sign a paper and then they give you 36000 That's aside from paid school health insurance a paid job a place to live like it's just you know yeah i i i think everybody should join the army at some point it's not it's not all the benefits and some people end up in bad places you know and you end up doing things that you know cuz it is an army but you get all these benefits and then you get discipline you they teach you you go there and they teach you how to make your bed know and you have to make your bed every morning and they come and look if your squares are right and all that and if they're not everybody pays so you know that you're responsible for the people around you too so when you go from there and you live your life you know that what you do affects other people also and you try to help other people or you should you know you can't say that everybody has everything instilled in them but that's the main goal at the end of the first 10 weeks you know so so it's a thing to build discipline and
1: character basically
2: Mm -hmm. yeah plus all the other benefits but i feel like you had another oh how you choose to go in state or outside so when you're in the army reserves you meet once a month during the weekend and then uh you have a training in the summer so there's um opportunities in within your unit or other units and they go wherever they go and for however long and then you can volunteer for all those or they'll just tell you you have 24 hours to pack your bags and you're going wherever they tell you to go
1: So you need to be prepared um, at any point for that to happen.
2: Yeah, usually when you're reserved, they give you longer. But when COVID happened, like that was something that nobody predicted. So they were just like, yep, you have 48 hours or however long. Some people had, like I volunteered, they said, hey, you're probably going to be volunteered for it. Or you can volunteer yourself. So I was like, okay, I, I didn't have, I just had my guinea pig and I didn't have any connections or anything. So I was like, okay, I'll go. So... I had more time to pack my bags and arrange everything that other people who didn't volunteer and then they told them, hey, because it's, they look at whatever job you have and how many spots they have for that job. Hmm. So, yeah.
1: So what did you have to do in the COVID situation?
2: Um, we just went up north and helped. My unit is medical and uh, we just have doctors and nurses and all that. And we just worked in hospitals. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. It's nice yeah, to have was... that thing validated because, like, my my opinion of the military was only, like, the only good thing I ever saw about the military was that, the discipline part and the camaraderie part and that, but not the going out and killing other people part or whatever political reasons. Go out and kill for some douchebag who doesn't get along with some other douchebag. But the the yeah. disciplining part and all that, that's, that's cool. So it's nice to hear that sort of validated that that is actually mm-hmm. what happens.
2: I mean, and not a lot of, not everybody does that. Like, when Ebola happened, they actually went to Africa and they built hospitals. Like, they oh, didn't go to cool. kill anybody, you know? Yeah. And that's just, it happens, you know, because it is an army, but there's so many people in the army that we don't all get to go and do army things like that. Now, you are a soldier before you are anything else. So, I'm a U.S. Army soldier and then I'm a combat medic. Right. So, yeah.
1: That's interesting because mm-hmm. it's not just that like the way you described it is not just that sort of preconceived idea of going out and killing stuff. It's so much more. But at the same time, it feels like it shouldn't be called army because it's it's I don't know. I don't know how you define it. Like if you define it by that, by like the classic understanding of going out and killing for political reasons or whatever, or to take land, then that. Th- that it's so much what you described is so much more than this classical view. So I think it's like it's whole a whole institution of like getting degrees and studying and being good at something and discipline part and all that without having to go and do crazy shit. So it, it almost feels yeah, like it should be called something else.
2: No, but you sign to say that you will do anything yeah. to protect the United States of America. So that's what makes you an army and a soldier.
1: Yeah, know? yeah, I get that. It's yeah, just, mm-hmm. I'm talking like conceptually. So,
2: yeah but for me i after all those years because i saw my uncle in on at fort drum in 2012 and i only got to go in 2019 so for me it was like about perseverance and really you know had to go where 2019 um to basic training and actually being in the army so i waited almost seven years whoa that was my goal really yeah Mm -hmm. oh my god and by by then, I didn't think that it would happen. I kept telling people, I was like, I'm going in the army. And they're like, OK. And then a year later, they would see me and they're like, oh, why aren't you in the army? You said you're going in the army. You know, people thought I'm like full of shit and I'm just saying things, you know. <sighs> so wow, I went, okay. and I, I was already older because everybody was like we had kids that were 17, you know, and I was 26. So um, and also, you know, me, I've always been like a little bit on the chubbier side. So physically, I, I just showed myself that I could. And that was that was a big deal
1: wow so what what did you do between 2012 and 2019
2: my four jobs nursing school
1: oh oh um, okay so you yeah. did nursing school outside of that okay
2: yeah mm-hmm. i got a um. bachelor's i did travel nursing for three years i tried i backpacked throughout europe i did a lot in those years yeah
1: wow um, that's crazy yeah okay so, okay so now it makes sense i felt like you did the whole army thing first and that trained you to be a nurse and then whatever so
2: i wanted to be a nurse in the army and that's how i ended up being a combat medic which to answer colleen's question from earlier (laughs) because um you have to be an officer to be a nurse but you have to be a citizen to be an officer so again it goes back to me waiting seven years a paperwork was never right so they said hey you can get another job and we'll just go train you in it, and then we'll give you citizenship which was so easy and free but I had to wait seven years for it, and Damn. then um, you can apply to be an officer. So um, now I'm up for promotion, and I'm just gonna stay enlisted for a while. I like I like my job, and I like the duties that I have right now. And you learn to be a leader because like enlisted and officers do have different jobs. You know, the officers are more like telling you what to do and making the plans and all that, and enlisted make sure that everybody knows how to do that and take care of the soldiers and all that. So. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna have both sides of you know the the army before, before I become an officer. So, I'll just stay here for a little bit longer, in the office, in the enlisted side. Wow, mm-hmm.
0: sounds this really cool. Crazy. It's like it's it's such a weird perspective. Cause when I was growing up, I was always afraid of the military. Really? Cause you only yeah you only get to hear stories like how difficult it is and how bad it is and the conditions that you're into and you have to wake up early. And the physical side of it, it's excruciating.
2: I mean, going back to blister go, you wanted to know, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Um, Because
0: I had my fair share of blisters and I know that they usually make up a story.
2: Yeah, so um, you go and it's almost a week that they just give you shots and talk to you about your health history and psychological and where you've been, what you did and all that. And then they give you uniforms, everything that you need. And then you go through this line. And everybody like measures you and gives you everything that you need. And this lady, I told her I needed a size 11 boot. And she's like, no, I give boots every day. I know better. She gave me boots. They were too small. And I was like, these are tight. She's like, no, that's how boots are supposed to be. And they're just going to, um, when you wear them, they're just going to fit. You know, that's, that's they're what they're going
0: to they wear like.
2: off. Yeah. Yeah. To loosen up. So they did not. There were two sizes too small than what I needed. And I got 10 blisters. Oh, my God. The the first three weeks, it's called the red phase. And you just run and run and run. And usually in the morning, you wake up at 4 in the morning and you run and you do all that in the PT, the physical training uniform. Um, But throughout the day, because you're used to being a civilian, you talk whenever you want. You drink water while you walk. Have you ever thought about the fact that you can't drink water while you walk? You can't. I mean, we didn't have cell phones, but that's a rule later on where you can't be on your phone and walk at the same time. It doesn't matter if you had... You can't have headphones, first of all, but you just can. You have to... When you walk, you walk. You only carry things in your left hand. There's all these rules because you got to... If you see an officer, you have to salute. So Uh you can only carry things in your left hand. There's all these rules. Maybe use this just to...
0: Do you use this as just to learn to have your right hand free for the gun, or the weapon? Or is it just um, strictly for salute?
2: But usually it's for salute, because on base you're not just gonna walk around with your weapon. In basic training they do give you your weapon, but it's uh, it's hung around you, and then um, you just take it everywhere, but that's after the first three weeks. The first three mm-hmm. weeks is just about you becoming a soldier instead of being a civilian anymore. So you're not used to standing at attention and they just put you at attention and they just go and come back like 20 minutes later or somebody shows up from around the corner and they saw that somebody moved so or somebody talked cuz you know you have people like they don't have diagnosed a ADHD a d h d but um you know like some some people are more jittery than others they don't have to be diagnosed you know or they can not just stand still but they have to teach them to stand still So if somebody moves, somebody talks, everybody pays. So there's this like big, big brown box. It was maybe like 50 some meters away from our drill pad, wherever we were in line and standing. Drill sergeant would come out and just say, brown box, go. So you had, they would look at the watch, you would have like 30 seconds to go to the brown box and come back. But that's 200 people. So you can't even make it to touch the bottom. And I'm a slow runner. Like, I, I make it. I, I pass the PT test. But I'm not the fastest, you know. So everybody has to be back by the time the 30 seconds elapsed. Or you have to go back. Oh, my God. You have to go back. How go many back. times did and you again, go back? Until, you know, they, you know, they would say, stop. And then Jeez. in between that, you do push-ups. You do sit-ups. You do whatever they would make you do, you know. So I had ten blisters. Like I would be doing push-ups and I'd be crying and like people would think that I was weak, but I had ten blisters. And then you didn't have you just had everything that they gave you. Any personal things that you brought with you were in a bag locked in a room far, far away. So um they would give me blisters, um uh, like um blister packs, like you know, the ointment and stuff like that. But I wouldn't have like enough because like you sweat, right? They fall off and like, you know, and then when you go and ask for anything, you knock on their door and you have to be with a battle buddy and they ask you like the soldier's creed or they ask you like about rules and stuff and you have to get the answers right. Like even for toilet paper, you'd have to go there. You had to have your brown carton with you and you would have to like say whatever they would ask you. Like you had to know the answer to get toilet paper.
1: They are beating discipline into you, man.
2: Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, it sucked. And then my last, I had, I've always been clumsy my whole life. And I really thought I was going to break something in, in basic training. Like there was this big, uh, it was a 40, I think it was 40 feet high um, tower that you had to rappel from. And I I just came down. I just had, I hit with my whole body. I just hit that wall. Like, they made me go twice because they got mad. When I got down, I hit a sergeant in the head with my foot. But I was like, I'm not controlling this. I was just, like, falling. But I I, I was convinced I was going to break something. And um, the last week, after 9 o'clock, lights were off. You could not turn the lights on, right? And you had a, a flashlight, but it had a red light, so it was just enough to see. And if they saw it through the window that you had lights on, they would come and everybody would be woken up and you would do push-ups, whatever. So, how many
0: push-ups do you have to do for one punishment?
2: Uh, it just depended who was the drill sergeant, how mad they were that day, like if they were tired and just like didn't want to be there. or It just depends. Now they change the rules and if a drill sergeant makes you do push-ups, they have to do them with you. Because some nice. drill sergeants would take it too much. Like they would make you do like hundreds of push-ups and like... When you didn't do them right, or you would get on your knees. That that's not good. And if somebody did that, that means everybody has to be punished. So you would get, you know. So now they changed the rules from what I've heard, and they have to whatever punishment they make you do, they have to do it with you. So wow. Yeah, but um, I try to go to the to the bathroom, and we had we had metal bunk beds. And it was so dark, and I tried to run in case somebody came because usually it was nine o'clock. So sometimes they would come in just to catch you, you know, because you'd be like, oh, it's right, the lights, the lights went off right now, like they're not gonna come in. I hit the bunk bed so bad with my pinky toe.
0: Oh my god!
2: It was so bad. I literally the in the middle of the bay because that's what it was called. It was a big long room, and in the it was called the bay. And in the middle, it was the kill zone. And it had a line around it and you were not allowed to walk on it. I didn't even care. I fell on the kill zone and I just laid there holding my foot. I was like, hurt so bad. And the next morning I had to run. I had to do sit-ups, push-ups, and run two miles. And I ran them the fastest I ever ran because this officer kept yelling at me the whole time. So I was like, they're running and limping at the same time. And then if something happens to you during this training, you get recycled and you have to do the training again. So I was like, I'm not, I was, it was week eight and a half out of 10. I was like, I am not getting recycled right now. I was like, I can't do this. So I just Jeez. leaned through it. I passed the PT test. And then that was a Wednesday morning, Thursday and Friday. My foot was super swollen and purple. So I told, I told Dr. sergeant, I was like, drill sergeant, if I show you something, can you force me to go to sick call and sick call was, you know, where they would take care of you. And he was like, no, but I can strongly encourage it. <laughs> I showed, I showed him my foot, and he's like, "Bendisuk, that's fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucked up. That, that's that's Thursday evening because was only Monday to Friday. So I was like, "Okay, Friday morning, I'm gonna go to Siko." I was like, "It was hurting so bad, I thought it was broken." So in the morning, I get up with my battle buddy, I go to the bus station, and drill sergeant, he's like, "Bendisuk, if you go, you know, they might not let you." It was our last event. It was. um four nights and three days that we have to walk. We walked, it's anywhere in between 25 and 50 miles and you have to carry things and you barely sleep and they attack you and it's just like, they try to like mimic combat zone stuff. And um, <clears throat> I, I went in the bus station and this dude came on crutches and a boot on his uh, foot. And the real sergeant goes, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I broke my toe. <laughs> And I was like drill sergeant I'm gonna go back in right now and I'm just gonna do whatever I have to do I'm not going there for them to give me crutches because they're even if you're so they recycle you but if you're hurt you got to heal right because you can't start a training over if you're hurt so you're just gonna stay there no cell phone no computer. Just live exactly like every single one. Like every morning you wake up, you have to make your bed. You have to, stay, you know, until you heal and then get recycled. I was like, oh my mm-hmm, God. that is, oh shit, is no. Not, I was like, that is not the life for me. So I've that's like
0: thought. what, like at least six weeks of just lying in bed until your foot heals.
2: Fuck no. no. You can't. It, I mean, sometimes oh, you can get like quarters or whatever, and you could stay down. But yeah, so I I, I went. And every time we would stop, Drew Sergeant, because like, it was two hundred people in a long, like on a long road, and he was be like, "Benedict," <laughs> like, "Yes, Drew Sergeant, how's your foot?" I'm like, "I still got it." <laughs> like, I put so much this. This thing is called icy hot. It's like just like this minty. Like it just it just feels like hot, icy hot, right? Um, lotion. I put so much on it. At some point, I like didn't even feel my foot anymore. I was like, you know. But Mike was saying how tired he was. I have never been that tired in my life because you woke up every morning at four in the morning, right? And then on a Sunday, they say, hey, today you're not sleeping no more. So you wake up at four and at 9 p.m. you go and you start your training. So you're used to every night you go to sleep at nine and you wake up at four. And then one day they're just like, no, you're not doing that. You're just going to carry very heavy shit and walk. So I would fall asleep and we were all in the line I would fall asleep and my rocksack would like pu- pull me back and the dude behind me would just like push me forward I'll wake <laughs> up and I'll walk some more and I'll fall asleep <laughs> and yeah wow yeah
1: you are a warrior
2: that's that's what mm. the soldier Creed says you know so wow
1: that's um, so different from how I remember you from high school
2: <laughs> I know that's why I wanted to do it that's one of the main reasons I mean all the other reasons you know but to show myself that I can you know that was Well,
1: I hope you did, because you sure proved it to me, at least.
2: (laughs) I mean, I hated myself a lot there. I was like, why am I here? I was like, I don't need this shit. I got a bachelor's in nursing. I could be, you know, because I was free. I was 26. I, you know, travel nursing made money. I traveled throughout Europe. I had all this. And then I went there with nothing of my own. And somebody yelling at me all day and getting hurt and walking all those nights and sleeping in a hole and all that. I was like, "Mm -hmm." yeah.
1: But you did it. You should be proud
2: of and, yourself.
0: And apart from the cool stories and how many push-ups can you do in a row? Yeah.
2: <laughs> now?
0: No, at the most. At the peak at of the your bo- performance.
2: I did 38.
0: 38, in two okay. minutes.
2: Th- 38 in two minutes. Oh, my That's God. It's however many you do in, in two minutes. That's the test. So, I don't know how many I did... For punishment like and I, I didn't that, that's what i was thinking about <laughs> yeah
0: okay so just for the system yeah. okay yeah. so back to the question so apart from the more than 38 push-ups in a row that you can you could do and the cool stories what did you uh, bring with you after training so what what how did the qualities from army tr- uh, translate into normal life into civilian
2: <clears throat> so i was Oh, what happened? <laughs> I
0: don't know. He disc- <laughs> he reconnected. It's fine. Hello. <laughs> it um, I, I I touched the touch but wrongly.
2: Um well I was always pretty, pretty clean and pretty disciplined. You have to be everywhere ten minutes before the event. So you had to be so you had to be somewhere at two, let's say, right? So you had to be there one fifty or thirteen fifty. But for us you had to be there ten minutes prior to the ten minutes so you had to be there 20 minutes early. That is something I did not take with me from the military, that's for a fact. Um and I was already plain and you know, I was already grown. What did I take with me? I'm I'm slouching now, if you see me, that I didn't think that with me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you uh, probably
0: deserve it the most though, out of all of us. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, i don't you know you mentioned you mentioned the, took, the helping
1: I, people and the being disciplined and all that
2: i was a, i was already a nurse though
1: you know oh fair and enough. i was
2: already pretty type a you know like i know where everything is and i clean everything and i just i mean i'm not gonna be late just because i'm not 20 minutes early but i'm not gonna be 20 minutes early that's just not me hmm. um,
0: what's, I what's a type a, like a
2: uh, sorry what's one, a type a you don't have that in romania
0: <laughs> i'm not sure i know a lot of ways of categorize categorizing people type a sounds familiar but i don't really i yeah, cannot put my finger in right. for
2: me as well it's, it's it says so i didn't know the exact definition so i just looked it up it says individuals as outgoing ambitious rigidly organized highly status conscious impatient anxious proactive and concerned with time management so it's just like more like exist in romanian i don't know okay English, logical you know? driven
0: motivated yeah, um,
2: okay type b is more like lax you know my like i got a plan you know i gotta have a purpose and stuff like that so i think that's why i'm more type a um hmm. yeah i got a lot of friendships out of there there were so many foreigners there which we're all now americans but um my my bait mate next to me she was from jamaica and the other one was from pakistan and um i talked to them all the time then there's this girl she's i'm gonna go at her wedding on Uh in september and she um she's so religious which is so not like me but she was one of my best friends there you know it's just all these types of different people you know i guess maybe if people were weren't as accepting before going there maybe they were a little bit more so because you literally that's all that you had your battle buddies you know so I can
0: definitely yeah. see that like I have this I'm not sure if it, if it's my theory but I have the thing that I I've said and I've talked to talk with Mike a couple of times like hard times build good friendships yes
1: mm-hmm. that's true
0: and I cannot explain why but it happens and that's the same thing that will happen with two fighting bodies Buddies, because I was I was practicing martial arts when I was younger and it was all, always this thing, like you fight against someone and then you're friends. Then mm-hmm. but you're more friends after fighting than you were before fighting. And it doesn't you know what make you've sense. been through. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. really make sense if you put it out logically, right? So you just why do you need to go through hard times just to make a deeper connection? But it does happen. Trust. That's right. I I'd think
2: say. that's one thing. Yeah. It's trust. Yeah,
0: that, that's definitely one thing. Like you can. I you mean, can everybody can be nice buddy. to
2: you. Hmm everybody can be nice to you if you know nothing ever happens yeah, if you're exactly. with somebody through hard times then you know you know maybe if they're stressed or anxious or whatever they'll show their true self
0: so Yeah, i think it's also it's, it's a combination of you you've been through the whole thing so obviously you can trust this, this person but also it's a, a display of character mm-hmm. uh, you see how they act you see how they respond to difficult situations and you get to know the actual person behind the whatever mask He puts on in society
2: so what do you do now
0: (laughs) I'm a coder (laughs) (laughs) for fucking software developers
2: why did you leave the martial arts
0: it was just a hobby I had in in high school and initially so I moved cities I moved from Arad to Timisoara and in the first two years of university everything was so hectic with my schedule I could not follow a normal uh training schedule like three times a week two hours a- at the evening that was off limits i guess mm-hmm. i had a plan of just trying to maybe practice myself and then go back to Arad with my sensei and just uh try to make it up to the black belt but at some point just thinking about the rationally it-, it made no sense it was just for the fact that i would have a black belt and then i would probably not practice
2: that is pretty cool though like i got a black belt you
0: know? yeah but it's just bragging rights <laughs> <laughs> If you don't actually practice like if I got my black belt like 5 years ago and then never practiced like okay I've done it so, so what? what
2: What belt do you have now?
0: Uh well the latest I've got was a blue belt. Basically I was uh two belts away from the black one. Oh. So probably would taken me like maybe two years at most.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But don't you like Well
2: Mike be
1: careful what yeah i'm already scared of him because we go to the gym well we used to go to the gym together i'm, I'm still intimidated by him he's a very buff dude <laughs> um You're, gonna...
2: you were gonna say something sorry
1: yeah yeah, yeah i'm tr- I, but i forgot i don't know oh uh don't you like if you get to a certain level it's like you learn techniques and shit right like fighting techniques or whatever don't they stick with you regardless of whether you keep training it or not
0: i mean to some extent but because i don't
1: define martial arts to me because in my head martial arts is just like all right if someone approaches you this way this is how you need to whatever defend yourself
0: okay so then let me break it down a bit so i i would practice uh in the very very beginning i think i was fourth grade i started practicing shotokan shotokan is like the the basic definition of karate you ever had right like what you see in movies and everything. Like people just punching and kicking in Duh. the air. And... Ah, shit or whatever. That's Kung Fu. Oh. there a <laughs> it's just, difference. All right. It's kicking and punching. Just think of it like that. Okay. Then I started practicing uh, jiu But not the Brazilian one. which was just uh, grappling. The the traditional one. The, the Japanese one. And basically this one you could split it in a couple of categories. Like you had striking, like kicking and punching. You have throwings, like you have in judo. Okay. You have ground fightings that go next to this one. You have, uh, what's the word in English you have? We will call them articular techniques, I guess. Things that we just grab and uh, wrist and bend it and twist it. And you have the, the other person on the floor. Okay. Like to immobilize, sort of. Sort of. And then what else do we have? And then we also had like these, uh, you would at some point learn how to defend against a sword and a, a knife. Wow. But you the never get into hands. Balls. So what I'm saying, what I want to go with this is that you would learn the basic striking, which is easy to reproduce. And you could learn some of those things. Like the very basics, I think they will still always be with me. Like I know how to dodge and how to parry and how to give an able to the, ch- to the chin. But the more refined things, like just grab a hand, do it like this, bend it like this, and throw somebody off on the ground, I feel like those are so, even unrealistically to do in a real scenario, even if you practice seriously. Okay. Like, hmm. very few people that actually pull that off. So how does that connect to the original question? But what question?
1: <laughs> to, to, I forgot the question too. <laughs> to the first question, to the... Do, uh, even if you don't practice after you reach the black belt, don't you, don't you still remember the techniques or whatever?
0: You you remember them. Like I can show you how you can bend an arm or break it or whatever, but you will never be able to do it in a life or death situation or like if you have, actually have to fight somebody. Right, right.
1: But the, the I guess then the question is, is that what you learn? Like those techniques? Because you said that that's like a very specific refined thing. But what what's like main chunk of what you learn?
0: Mm, you have all of it. So you have like a couple like I think it was about 10 uh, belt colors that you need to change. Yep, and it just goes progressively upward So initially you have only how to fall how to kick how to punch Okay, then you have a couple of throws on top of it Then you have more fancy stuff like if I'm fighting with you when you attack me. I get like a couple There was an exam I had to give for like the sixth belt if you had to just give a punch I would have to know like eight techniques that I could apply to that punch. That's and cool. every one of them ended up with you on the ground. Right. So it just gets more increasingly complex. Mm. But as the complex they get and they look cool and they're very nice, they're more hard to actually do in, in a real situation. And so that was one of the parts sort of.
1: Sorry? It gets more artsy as it progresses.
0: It gets more artsy. It gets more to the arts part than the martial thing. <laughs> and the problem with it is that I felt like there's so many techniques that you have to practice. And just to remember, I had like a notebook like this thick, just with techniques, with names and explanations. Wow. There's no way you can do that in a life of an actual fight. So regardless of what you're doing, you will kick, you will punch, and maybe you will do one throw. And that's it. That's all that's you, why that's you, how you need to know, bro. That's why a couple of years ago, like, I think it was... Two or three years ago, I wanted to go back into martial arts and I went to kickboxing.
1: You did? That's when you fucked up your knee, you dumbass. That's when
0: I fucked up my knees. And that shows you what's the actual difference between fighting and martial arts. Martial arts are cool and they teach you some way of fighting, but it's not actual fighting. Oh, so kickboxing is not martial arts, kickboxing is fighting. I mean, you could call it martial arts, but it's not in the traditional sense of the word. Like, you have all these Japanese, Asian arts... That's just basically fighting, just fight practice. Mm -hmm. Because if you ever have to choose one, I would just go, and if you don't want to go full MMA, because that won't be the (laughs) best one you could pick, uh, pick, you just go to boxing or kickboxing and then that's that. You have it solved. No fancy stuff, no unnecessary techniques, unnecessary whatever on top of it. You just go there and you fight. Or
1: you could be in the US and buy a fucking gun. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean i'm i was afraid at points that i don't want to beat up a person too too hard really yeah, you sure you want to f- uh, fire at a person i mean it's more effective it's more effective but do you actually <laughs> want to fire at a person just think about it i don't know man i don't know
2: well if they're coming for you and you know all these techniques that you can't apply in a real life situation what would you choose if they're on a crack they're unpredictable
0: Oh, I would say you should learn the minimum that you need to know to fight to protect yourself. If, if, if the case actually comes that you, somebody's firing at you, you, you cannot survive. Unless you shoot at somebody, you shoot at somebody. But that has more serious consequences even for yourself.
2: See, I mean, I'm obviously, not, uh,
0: it's worse for the guy who gets shot. Don't get me wrong. But, but what if I, you kill him? I
2: wasn't thinking in a, in a way where what you're saying that you would be on the street and somebody would attack you. Maybe it's because that thing that happened to me is so so recent when that lady tried to get into my house, you know. And yeah. if I had my own gun, like I would have felt so. So tell, tell
1: Colleen about that because I saw it happening yeah. unfolding on your on your Facebook <laughs> stream feed, whatever.
2: Yeah. So I was sleeping and I just hear the doorbell and I thought I was dreaming and then <laughs> I I was like kind of in between, you know. And I hear it again and I'm like, okay, it's not in my dream. I'm awake. So I get up and all my blinds are down, right? And I don't have the type of blinds that you should lift on and you just look. You know, I have blinds like, blind. like a whole piece. So I have, a ca- I have, I have some cameras. So I, I open it up and I see this lady and she keeps like pulling on my door, trying to get in, ringing on the doorbell, holding the doorbell at the same time, trying to open the door. And then um, that's what I saw on the camera. And then she wasn't there anymore. I saw her. She walked to the back. So I lifted the blind a little bit on the bottom of the window because it was dark inside. So I was like, she probably wasn't gonna see. And she was limping in in my backyard. And I'm like, what the heck? That's so, so shady.
0: <laughs> I know. So
2: I'm actually I'm in the process of putting a fence up, and they just keep delaying with with my 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 fence panels, and I'm very upset um but then she came back in the front and she kept trying to get back in so this time i was on the camera like as she was in the front so i was like what do you want and she said they sent me here and i was like well what do you want and she said never mind and then she walked um in front of my car like on the side well she walked to my car on the side of my car and she was just like standing in front like on the side of my car staring at my car and i was like what the heck is this lady doing i was like shaking i was so scared my boyfriend was like i'm i'm gonna go outside she he was like when he woke up because i was like wake up he was like so dead asleep he didn't hear anything i was like wake up he's like yeah i'm gonna go outside and i was like no you don't know if somebody's around the corner or like who is she with and you know if it's a trap or whatever so we both stayed in here, and we called the cops and all that, and um, it looked like some lights. I didn't hear an engine or anything. I don't know if she was on a bike, but she had a brace on her knee, and she was limping. So I, I really don't know. I just saw a glare on the camera. So this girl on Facebook told me about Nextdoor, which is an app like to know your neighbors. So I posted it on there, and a lot of people are like, oh, that sucks, blah, blah. And it made me mad because this lady was like, oh, you must have let her in if she stole your slippers. You must have opened the door. My slippers were on the back porch because I walk my dog and if I leave them on the inside, he'll chew my shoes. So I just I just left my, my slippers outside and she just left me her old ones, just stole my Nike um, slides. Whatever. My Nike Actually, they were Adidas. Slides. They were pink.
0: I mean, at least she gave you something in return. <clears throat> could have just oh, my them. God.
2: <laughs> they were really dirty, ugly creepy. slippers. But... um. Yeah, so this lady a couple of days ago messaged me and she said, I've seen her on Ring before. And she gave me her number. She was like, if you want to talk more about it, let me know. So I texted her. She never answered. I'm like, what do you mean on Ring? Like on your Ring? And Ring is a camera that has, you know, an app on the phone and you can talk through like the doorbell. That's that's Ring. That's, okay. I don't know. That's that's in the in Europe. Um, So I don't know if it was her Ring because she said on the Ring. So maybe the app has... I don't know. But either way, she said Mm. that lady has been going around people's houses and been stealing stuff. So, I thought I lived in a safe neighborhood. I really didn't think this was a bad area, but apparently...
1: It sounds more than just going around stealing stuff. She sounds a bit mad, like, they sent me. That's very sort of
2: creepy. Yeah, but maybe she acts crazy, you know? Because if she's limping and she acts crazy, you know, people won't be like, you know, (laughs) not not necessarily not take her seriously, but... (laughs) be more like lenient with her i guess i don't know right
0: i don't know limping and blaming somebody sent you just to stole to steal some nike slippers it sounds crazy
2: uh, well yeah i don't know i mean maybe that's what i don't know maybe she tried to find some. maybe because i have an entryway and then the doors and i have stuff in there in the entryway so I, I don't know if she's ever been here before i've been here for almost a year so i've never seen her before but yeah, and you never know. Sometimes so, I mean, Americans who leave their doors unlocked, like their cars, like always obsessively lock my car, and people are always like, "Why do you do that?" I'm like, "That's dude, this why? You never know." Romania, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's not just Romania. So
0: well, yeah, it's never a bad idea. It's just why don't you have a gun in that case?
2: Well, now I do have a gun. So
1: that quick, you already got one.
2: Uh, it's been Apparently, the like person had one all along. And it's actually not that hard. To, I mean, you go and have the security check done and you just get the gun. I was looking into getting a shotgun because nice. that sound of the shotgun, you know, it's like, <laughs> I was, mm, yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm, I'm looking into that. Kurt Cobain the shit out of that lady. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he had a gun and didn't didn't have it at the house. So,
1: So are you prepared to kill to defend yourself? <laughs> that is my question. From the I, mean,
2: I, mean, yes. <laughs> I mean I think that was a different question that would make more sense if I wasn't in the army. Cause I'm uh, already I already sworn so many times that I would kill to protect and defend. So right. I mean what's the difference in between my myself and my own house then did did you and the you? country country? Uh, I only went to New York to New Jersey with the army. So Okay. No. <laughs> but that's also a question then. I want to say you never ask, but it's, it's almost impolite to ask because if you sign that line and you do what you have to do for your country, like you're in the army, you know, just to bring that up without somebody wanting to give that away, you know, because some people have need to talk about this and all that you know but but if you did if you were put in the position to talk and somebody asked you i'm not trying to put you on the spot no no but no I, I
0: i appreciate it please educate me because yeah. i was so anxious not, not anxious but so enthusiastic to just have the conversation how is it like after you do it the first time this will never cross Jesus. my mind that would be impolite to actually ask
2: uh-huh it's just i mean it's something it's not a, a small thing to take somebody else's life And if yeah. you do it for your country or not it's the same you know it's it's still a big deal you're left with the same so,
1: ptsd
2: yeah so um somebody in basic training asked a drill sergeant and everybody was shook you know it's like you why would you ask that like you never and he's he said that's not that's not for us to discuss something like that but it's just if it, it, people done that they they usually don't want to be really forthcoming about it or being reminded that they did it and that mm. other people know you know you just do what you have to do while you're out there and then i'm assuming everything stays confidential anyway so yeah it's, this is like it's, an interesting
1: lesson in ethics
2: I mean, that's uh, that's my opinion on it from my experience. I'm not saying I'm not talking for all the U.S. Army or all the armies ever, you know. So some again, but I feel like if somebody wants to talk about it, they'll find a way.
1: <laughs> Yo, no, dude, check out all these people I killed, man! Come on, I'm some pictures.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: That's... I
2: mean, there there is a. That's why I don't. I mean, you probably have different circle of friends, but it's um the hashtag 22 it's usually and or an average 22 veterans kill themselves every day oh, yeah. so it's, it's a problem you know it's yeah so it's just a little lesson there yeah
1: i don't know i'd love to beat the shit out of someone trying to get into my house legally
2: but it, in but romania are, it's not allowed like in romania what are the rules what are you're the
1: not even you're not even allowed to own a baton like one of those extensible things, because like they're, they're they're What about small? a broom? You could well,
2: the, have, have a wooden broom. Yeah,
0: you no, could you mean, know what the know. the workaround for that one? Because somebody explained it to me. Because oh, okay. you never have, you're never supposed to have a baton or a baseball bat in your uh, trunk of in the trunk of your car.
1: Yeah,
0: you have have that thing. Please tell me the English word for it. The the wooden thing you used to just flash just the dough.
1: Oh, uh,
0: uh. Yeah. Uh, pare, uh, so what do you for it? I don't
2: know. Let's see. Pare.
0: So that, that's the way you would roller. It and while you're searching, uh the way I know it is you are allowed to respond with the same amount of force that was applied upon you. Fuck that. But you have to respond. Oh, in order for it How to my... be legitimate defense
2: i have no idea rolling some it says it just says um i lost the page it said twisted because i said it said twisted, yeah. but that's not the word i have no it's idea not i'm a not cook. a cook by any means and even when i go to the gym i don't know the names of anything i don't know them in english or in romanian i always have to like if uh, my trainer will give me a schedule i have to google it because i don't know what to do
0: a,
1: ro- <laughs> a roller or a rolling pin a roll yeah either one of those a roller or a rolling pin i guess so that's that, that. Mm-hmm.
2: so i've been driving around with a baseball bat in my in the back of my trunk for like almost my whole time in america <laughs> I, think
0: that, I think that's supposed to be legal as that's your national sport and the funny part is this should be also legal here because that's our national sport <laughs> which nobody plays yeah <laughs>
2: Baseball is Romania's national sport?
0: No, Oina. Oina. Oina, um, Oina which is basically, same, it's basically, more or less the same thing. Yeah. You have a bat, you have a ball, you have to hit the ball with the bat.
2: So which one's that one where you just... It, it, it has a ball that, that's similar to the Oina, but you just throw it really fast, really far? I thought that's Oina.
0: That's... Well, no, it, it, it's a... Not a sportive event, but a sports challenge. And it's the throwing of the Oina ball. Yeah, We always call it Oina, but it's just, you use the Oina. Basically, Oina Oina
1: in itself involves a bat, but everyone that you know who went to school in Romania and did Oina never did proper Oina. They just threw the Oina ball. They didn't actually play Oina.
2: (laughs) So, you don't know this about me, but in 8th grade... No, it was ninth grade. I threw the discus.
1: You threw the discus. discus, discus.
2: (laughs) So, that's why... I know what? about oina like that because people discus? would throw the oina, but and I actually know a national champion in Romania. He throws the oina. What's a but, discus? Um, discus is just basically almost looks like a frisbee, but it's it's heavier. It's made. It has some metal and some. Oh, wood it's like in the it.
1: Olympic sport thing where exactly. you throw
2: I really wanted to throw the spear because I think that's badass. But they said I have big hands and the disc um, fits uh, perfectly in my hands, and I have to throw the discus because I'll probably be better at it. So what? that's why I quit. I was like, no, man, I'm not doing
1: this. Fuck that shit. I want a spear. Where
2: was <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs> um, like
1: at school, not, not at school, right?
2: No, mm-mm. and then because I wasn't the greatest at it, and I didn't love it the most, because I wanted the spear, I quit, and I blamed the high school. I was like, I have too much studying to do. <laughs> I, was like, I can't do it no more. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I almost died, which is why I quit tennis. <laughs> in I think I left... sixth or seventh grade. You almost I died
2: at tennis.
1: End. Well, I didn't almost die. I'm exaggerating. I almost I, I fainted. Uh, why? what happened because i was a growing young boy of the age of 7th grade and uh <laughs> i uh i was de- developing my body which developed faster than my heart did so if you would put me through intense um physical training i fainted which is what happened that one time basically i i went to do tennis with like this teacher um, and I think I went for like a month or two, and then one particular summer day, he just did the work. the The warm up took like at least like half an hour warm up, and then half an hour playing tennis, or maybe a little bit more. But like the the there was a lot of warming up, a lot of running around, and doing like a lot of um sort of high intensity shit. And then I did this one day, after, after like a month or two of of doing these courses, it it just. I just did a lot of running and I was like, uh, bad thing. And I was like, "Fuck, I'm dying. And then when I started, I could feel myself like shaking like the, the, the bat with in my hand or whatever the, you call it. 10, tennis, tennis bat. Is that what you call it? Tennis racket racket. Thank you. <laughs> the racket. I, I could feel my hand shaking and I was like, Oh, this is not good. And then at some po- point, just like from the, from like where your nose is, uh, towards the outside of both of my eyes, it just went white. And then I fell on my knees and I was kind of like staring and I was like, I had no idea what was happening. I just fainted. And then I sort of woke up and I was like, what the fuck? Where am I? Uh, and I was like on the ground on my knees kind of like, ah. and then so I stopped. Did a
2: doctor diagnose you or something or? Yeah. So like, that's, how that's do you normally...
1: yeah. Cause the, the, the coach yeah. or whatever, the tennis coach was like, oh, you, you fainted. You should go to a hospital to get a fitness test, uh, which is the force, the fort, or some shit like that. Right. And apparently, they have that. They they had that. I went to a hospital in Narad, and and they put they they shove a bunch of needles in you, and then they make you like run a treadmill and run on a bike, and then they monitor like your stuff. I don't know, and then your it,
2: stuff.
1: I don't know what they. I I just know that like they couldn't put a needle because they couldn't find veins like where you normally put it uh, at like where you're a, a forearm or whatever so they had to put it on my on my hand on like the back of my hand uh Ooh. and that would creep to the fuck out of me because they had to put a needle like like there and then i had like i had to sit down for like 15 minutes like i went pale and i was like oh, oh, what the fuck here's the knee i can see it it's there and i'm like i was scared to move my uh, my hand i was like oh it's gonna touch the, the the sides of my veins and pop them or something uh so it took a while for me to get used to that and then i started running and then they were like all right you have like 80% efficiency. Uh, oh, and so like, 80 it old... sounds like
2: a stress test. What they do here is a stress test.
1: I guess. And usually
2: they do it on old people. <laughs>
1: that's exactly. That's what she said. She said that she the, the the lady, the medic or whatever, was laughing. She Well, she was mocking me. She was like, you're like 80% effort. And old, like 80 or 80 year old grandmas have a 70% efficiency and you're 80%. So like, what the fuck, kid? And I was like, I don't know. And then she's like, okay you it's because you're growing fast and your heart and your insides aren't growing to the same like as fast as you are you should do you should go to like a personal trainer and do like fitness and exercise to sort of develop your things and i looked at my mom and i was like do we do do that she's like i mean do you want to and i was like nah (laughs) and so we never did it, (laughs) which i regret now i regret i regret all the choices I made were relating to, to s- sports and effort. Because you know, in high school, I always had like one of those little tickets things of not doing sports.
2: Oh, I ended up having one too because I was I was real chubby. Especially in ninth grade, I was chubby. And I couldn't jump as, as high as the other girls and run as fast. And she would give me like sevens and eights. And yeah. you know, my GPA was high. And yeah. I was like... Mm-hmm. can't be doing this. I'm gonna not be like second or third uh, spot in the class GPA because of sports. That's stupid. So I got I got the paper too. I'll get a
0: paper.
1: I'm not gonna go. That's what happened to me, and that's what happened to me in middle school. And because the dad in high school is like, nah, fuck that. I'm not doing. So like three years, I didn't do any sports. But like the the moment I started going to the gym in 2015 or whatever like i after that and i and i went to the gym because i never went to a gym before right so i went to the gym and i was like oh my god i actually like this and from that moment on i was like i regret everything i did in my life that prevented me from doing sports and taking advantage of my of my young beautiful baby boy supple body
2: <laughs> you did have terrible po- uh, posture in I, I still
1: do i still don't. it's not don't terrible know. it's and, not like, good but it's not at that you bad right
2: now yeah i looking at you right now i mean you're sitting and you're you don't look as slouch as you were when when we were uh, in high school oh i
1: remember yeah everyone used to mock me because like if i'd get up to go to the blackboard like i remember do you remember eddie he's a he's a classmate of ours and he's a doctor now which is ironic because the one thing i remember about about my relationship with him from high school was that This one time in math class, I got up to go to the blackboard to write something. And then as you know, how you're not supposed to talk in class and shit. And I was going to the blackboard. And as I was going, he was like screaming like, dude, what the fuck? Like sit straight. And I was like, what? Because I I didn't realize like I used to sort of tilt my head forward. So like I'd always walk like slanted because I was like Mm -hmm. sort of leaning my head forward. So I always like Like hunched back and then sort of slanted forwards. My whole body. And I was like, As I was it like looked like I was going head taller. first.
2: You could have been taller if you if you were walking straight. Probably get more chicks.
1: <laughs> I could yes, th- I could have been a lot of things if I didn't if I did sports, but I didn't cuz I was a lazy nerdy kid. So there you go.
2: <laughs> so what kind of doctor is Eddie?
1: Uh he did a year in um, surgery, I think, at the hospital. Uh, and he didn't like that, and then he took the exam again, and now he's at Orele, which is like what the fuck is that? Like eyes, ears, mm. and D
2: N T is uh, eyes, nose, throat, and ears. D&T. Yeah, that
1: throat? one. Oh yeah, all all of the yeah. facial shit. Yeah, now he does that at a like a clinic, I think. Um, I think he likes that better. I, you remember? Well, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how well you got along with him, but you don't really talk to him that much, like generally, like people in general. He's very. He doesn't, I don't know. He's not very sociable. Well, I don't know if he's sociable or not, because he's definitely not introverted, but we don't really hang out or keep in touch very often.
2: Didn't you have a band with him? No, that was Alex. Oh, I thought all three of you were in the
1: band. We tried to convince him to start playing the bass, but his parents wouldn't let him.
2: Oh, he had to be a doctor,
1: though. No. He had to be a doc- <laughs> You know, he shocked us when that happened, because mm-hmm. we in in eleventh or twelfth in eleventh grade, I think, that's when we went to with our physics teacher to do a lot of physics stuff, uh, which was cool, and he was like the best one by far. It was really like I was just there because I I could talk and I was like oh, I would do the presentation shit. I had no idea about physics, and then Alex was good. He was like a meticulous, like hardworking guy. But Eddie was like a whiz. He he know he just know stuff, and we always thought like oh he's probably either gonna come with us to do to study coding, but we all sort of thought like he's more likely gonna go to like electronics and stuff, and then when we all finished high school and was like oh where did you apply he's like oh i'm going for medicine and we're like what 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 do you mean medicine mm-hmm. what the fuck dude we we did maths and physics and coding like why would you do medicine he's like oh i don't know it's mm-hmm. my, my parents I was like, all right
2: <laughs> i mean not all i mean most of us i feel like they went and, and did computer stuff and i said yeah. us but i didn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know I don't know. I wonder, because we had the 10-year the reunion. Was it two weeks ago? Um, I'm just curious about the ones that weren't in that call. Like, what are they... Like, the ones that we sort of lost touch with. What, what are they doing nowadays? I'm guessing not okay. computers.
2: Because they would be online, huh? Well,
1: probably. Most likely. I don't know. They'd have some online presence.
2: I feel like high school in romania is good but it's also limiting because like why do i have to choose in eighth grade when i want to study you know like what if you choose what was it what was it called philologia i don't know how to say that like why do you choose to yeah to just study languages and history and geography and then you end up wanting something with math when four years later like you don't know what you want to do like you
0: can always switch I had I had colleagues that would, we we had the maths and computer science or informatics or whatever we called it, mm-hmm. and they would switch to languages in 10th or 11th grade because they had an easier baccalaureate.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing, though. And then when you finish high school, what if you still want to do something with math and all that? Or coming the other way around, you know, from the languages class to our class, you know? I mean, there's no reason for me to know as much math as I studied, you know? Like, I have nothing to do with it, so...
1: I wish we studied more math. No. Well, I I think we talked... I talked about this on the podcast or with people, I don't know, but, like, when I went to Polytechnic before moving to London... London math was was one semester. Out of four years, it was one semester, and it was, like, seventh grade Romanian maths. It was easy. Mm -hmm. Polytechnic math, like... In our last year of high school, we switched our teacher, and it was a really good teacher that we had, but only last year of high school, so we had to, like, catch up that a That
2: is uh, questionable. Oh, that's debatable.
1: Come on. Come I
2: don't, know. I don't he, know. He made me cry at the board because I Kamenita. didn't solve the... Yes. the I, yeah, I know,
0: I know. I was shit scared of him also. <laughs> He's so fucking cool, yep. man. They also had them I mean, just in the final grade uh, of high school, but they changed everything with Matt's because the teacher those. we had... Yeah, the teacher we had pri- previous to that was we almost didn't learn anything. Same. We would just bring sweets on the, on the teacher's table when we had tests and she would eat the sweets and we could copy.
1: <laughs> no, we had, a, we had a really old guy who was a, a, an amazing mathematician, but really bad at teaching. And he was really fucking old. Like, the, re- I- the reason we went to, with Kamenitz in the 12th grade is because this guy retired. Like, he was very old. Uh but then Kameniza the
0: same with mine.
1: Th- but then Khameneza came in. He was really fucking good. Okay, strictly from a maths teaching point of view. Okay. That's
2: not true. I don't feel like I learned from him either. I, I was tutored in twelfth grade, and that's how I managed to pass the exam at the mm. end of high school.
1: We went and because... tutored with him at the end of twelfth grade.
2: Yeah. To prepare I, for like I, I the was always um uh, against being tutored by the professor from the class. Like, are you not teaching me so I go and give you extra money? Or why is the... You know what I mean? Like, if you don't teach me, that's one thing. But I'm not going to give you extra money to teach me when you could teach me in the class.
1: See, I agree with that. I agree with that. But in our case, I think... So, in my example... In my case, for example, I did 10th, 11th grade and 12th... Most of 12th grade with, with a teacher from a different school and he was shit. But he wasn't... He he was good at math. It's just he was really weird. He was weird. He was like, he was weird. He was just weird. And so why
2: then, did you stay for three years? Because I didn't fucking
1: get. I was a kid. I didn't get a choice. My mom was like, "Here, I got your a teacher, our a tutor, and go." And I was like, "All right." And then I studied with him. And the guy published books and shit. He was good at, but he was just kind of weird. He was just weird, not in like a perv way. Just like he'd come to my place, and we went if it was it was like sunny outside, we would go out like in the in the in in the garden. And he'd give me a bunch of exercise and he'd go play with my dogs and like, look at the flowers and shit. And I was like, all right, cool. Weird.
2: Um, hey, let me stop you for one second. There's an echo.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I told you from the beginning there's an echo. It oh, was from the I beginning. Just, <laughs> it's,
2: I just heard it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it took you an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> It'll oh, be fine. Um, so we had like, this weird one and then we had Kamenitsa in our final year. And I was like, oh, finally a great teacher. And then right towards the end, a lot of us went to private tutoring with him because we were like, we're worried that in this year we didn't get enough time to study with you. And we want to go to like the Polytechnic and there's an admission exam and the math is harder. So we want to, we want to want you to teach us more. And we did Mm -hmm. like, we were like six people in our class that went together with him. And that was, that was, that was useful. That was the thing.
2: I can almost guess who. Like you, you guys always did two things together.
1: Yeah, it was us. It was our group. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, but then that's the thing. So like we did that in study, and I got really good at maths towards the end of, of high school, and then I went to polytechnic, and I knew nothing. Like ne- nothing. Like the the first week was already so beyond anything I could comprehend. I was like, I'm. What the fuck am I doing here?
2: Is that part of the reason why I went to England? Yes.
1: It's weird. It's it's kind of. I feel weird about it because I wanted to study game development and that's the main reason. But then also when I got there and I saw it was easier, I was like, oh, this is great. This is easy. This is fucking easy compared to what You're I'm checking out. I did. I, if, I still feel like I did. Uh, and oh, now, man. like after when I get, <laughs> got a coder and I was like, you know, started coding and I was like, oh, I need to know more advanced shit. Now I'm like, I should have learned more maths.
0: Okay. Uh, let me let me put your mind at ease and tell you you're over romanticizing maths I am. right now. I am. Because even if they were taught to you, you wouldn't just do the bare minimum because it's yeah. not applied to anything. And trust me, I've been to the polytechnic maths. It doesn't help you as a coder. It doesn't help you for what we do as coders. They, it doesn't help you even for the other parts because it's not studied in that way. It it, it has to it has to be applied. It
1: just. You, apply, you I'm pretty sure if you're a coder working in some weird fucking low-level machine code shit at NASA, then probably math is kind of important. Whereas for us, we just make beautiful, pretty UIs and make shit like, oh, the font's
0: one pixel too big and bullshit like that. Of course you're not going to use math ever. That's what I'm saying. You're romanticizing it. I am. Because if you were to work at NASA, you would finish your proper engineering, and then you would know a lot of physics and mechanics and fucking rocket science for the sake of it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's not just that you would learn a, p- a bit more maths. Tangents, a
1: podcast about fucking engineering and coding. <laughs> wow.
2: Well, I used to tutor math, believe it or not. Really? Um, yeah, because I came here, and as you said, in England, math was so easy. Oh, is like, that we what I was you took? in taking college I was teaching college algebra, and it was like you said, seventh grade math. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I know this. I was like, I this is this. easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up tutoring. I actually love tutoring, but just the easy math. You know, it's yeah. like two plus four parentheses times three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the easy stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's good though. That's cool. I yeah. I to this day, I still say that teaching was my favorite job. That was fucking cool. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Well. We are one hour and forty nine minutes in.
2: And I didn't tell you anything about my YouTube channel, but it's okay.
1: Oh so my God, you did all right, go time. tell us about YouTube <laughs> shit. We didn't yeah, there you go. that's wow.
2: Tangents, it was all of tangents. That's um, <laughs> that's why we call it
0: that. That's <laughs> the point of it.
2: Um, well, I just decided that everything that I studied and all the jobs that I did weren't it for me. and I started a YouTube channel and in time, I hope uh, it will make it big
1: so tell us what's the what's the, DIY- the underselling of the year yeah what, what kind of DIYs do you do
2: because because it's already one hour and 50 minutes I don't think nah, anybody whatever. wants to listen anymore oh
0: you'd um, be surprised you're not the judge of that yeah um, how dare you
2: yeah um yeah I'm a pretty interesting person you're right nobody would ever hang up on me um, <laughs> <laughs> see that was overselling right there uh, no that so, was cockiness
1: yeah. yeah find a balance um, <laughs>
0: just tell us yeah, about you, the youtube channel
2: you know me for over 10 years you know balance is not really what's happening here we're both cancers a of course <laughs> i bought a duplex and i'm renovating it and i just feel like interior design and construction and just making old things new and just building things it is my thing and uh you should go subscribe it's just my name Karina <laughs> Beneduc. so there
1: you go you go oh, yeah. on youtube and what are do you have any other like online presences like public ones
2: yeah uh, instagram and i'm trying tiktok um because everybody oh, yeah, said did. tiktok is there where it's at yeah uh, but i have no idea how to edit videos on there so i'm still working on it
1: yeah it um, takes a while
2: and i also have pinterest like i have friends who ask me it's like what should i do to this room so I just always make a Pinterest uh, board for everybody that asks me that, and I'm like, "Here's these pictures. Tell me which one you like, and then we'll see what your style is and what you should do." So, wow, you're yeah, good at this. Nah, uh, yeah, and I started a Poshmark um, store. Which you just, I just buy things that um, like secondhand things, and if they're in really good shape, I try to resell it. So,
1: like flipping, yeah. is that what it's called?
2: Flipping houses, flipping clothes—that's that's my life. I just want to flip things.
1: <laughs> flip your life Not upside work.
2: down. <laughs> yeah, that's that should be my that that might be my slogan on my stealing.
1: There you go. You heard it here yeah. first, everyone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. I had a friend who asked me if I had a show because there's that channel. It's a uh, home and garden television. And okay. he was like, the end goal. Like, if I would ever have a show there, that would be like the best thing ever. So he was like, what would your show be called? And I have no idea, but, but that was that was an idea right there.
1: The Karina Banaduk primetime TV moment. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean Oprah was was born dirt poor, you know? Yeah. A and lot it's of it's America here. It's American Dream. The endless land of our possibilities. possibilities. Yeah. I you know it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, everyone, uh, go subscribe to Karina's uh, channel. So it's YouTube, just for search for, I don't know, it's a link or whatever, Karina Bonaduk. Um we'll, we'll post it in when we do the, the promotional stuff. Don't worry about it. And um, thank you, Karina, for being here.
2: Thank you for having me. I told you I wanted to shoot the shit with you.
1: Yes, you did shoot the shit. <laughs> shit was shot. It was, it was indeed.
2: <laughs> yeah this was fun. This was
1: really fun. This is great. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I feel
1: less tired now because of my stupid vaccine
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good good good
1: right. um, see you everyone next time Peace. and uh, I'm sorry,
2: I don't have a cucumber
1: uh, oh we'll we'll take pictures after. Don't worry about it
2: okay righty <laughs> all right
1: goodbye everyone.
2: Goodbye mm,
1: bye bye.